What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. Get ready because today is the day that the Lord has made just for you. Listen, I got a scripture for you. The scripture means I got a verse of, from the vibe from the Bible for you. <laughs> Grab that old Bible that grandma gave you, dust it off, open it up and find out what God has to say about you today. Quit looking at Google. We quit going to tarot card readings. Quit going to people that can read your, your future, your now. Listen, God has spoken to you and about you long ago. And all you have to do is just open up his word to find out. Listen to this. This is for you watching from Isaiah. A message from God that was written in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, just for you long ago. Here you're trying to fight the battle by yourself. Here you're trying to find out what heritage you have. Well, I'm going to give you a promise that God has given you. Watch this. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their vindication is from me, says the Lord. Quit trying to get even with people. Quit trying to build your heritage out of finances and worrying about retiring. Listen, God has spoken his word. If you do what God has called you to do and align with his will and stop chasing all these crazy trends that are going on in the church, outside of the church, and get your life right with God and find out what God has for you. Oh, man, you got me fired up. Listen to this, because I believe that God has called you for this moment, yet there's some things that you have to work on. And on today's program, stay tuned because I have a guest that is going to blow your mind. Listen, do you want to know about the secrets of generational curses? Do you know the difference between deliverance and exorcism? By the way, there's a lot of movies coming out about exorcism and all that. And I believe that the devil is trying to confuse you. Stay tuned because on today's program, I really believe that you're going to learn on how to break free from demonic bondages and experience what I feel in my heart and in my spirit, a life full of victory from freedom. And, 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 and listen, you can only find that through Jesus Christ. Anything outside of that is demonic. My special guest today has been involved in thousands of deliverance sessions. He is part of the team known as the Demon Slayers. The movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name, dealing with the ministry of what a lot of churches are afraid, which is the deliverance ministry. He is the multiple number one best-selling author, a graduate from Central Pentecostal Bible Institute, and recently he received, I love this, an honorary doctorate from the Next Dimension University, and he is the founder and pastor of Amazing Church Global in Bronx, New York. Come on, New York City, stand up. <laughs> he speaks all over the world. He has prophesied to kings in Africa. He has ministered deliverance to celebrities. He has left what I feel and what I believe to be a mark in this digital era. He is part of the new digital gatekeepers for this generation, 
with almost a hundred thousand subscribers tuning in into his YouTube page to learn how to break free from generational curses. He's an author. He's a teacher. He's a pastor. He's a doctor now. But many people call him the demon slayer, the author of the brand new book, The Secrets to Generational Curses. Break the strongholds in the bloodline. Please help me welcome Alexander Pagini. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous because that that introduction by far has been the best introduction i have ever heard anywhere so i'm gonna screen record this when this airs and i'm gonna send it to every church and tell all of them you guys gotta introduce me like this guy so amen thank you for having me on it i'm excited to be alexander listen it is my honor you deserve more than that I believe that men like you that have the courage to go and run into the fire deserve an introduction like that because I believe that many are called, yet very few are chosen. And I believe that you have been chosen for this hour. I, I don't know about you, Pastor Alexander, but I was born again in a church that believed in the ministry of deliverance and I got to ask you this, where in the world did the nickname Demon Slayer come from? Okay, well, first and foremost, the term Demon Slayer, honestly, is a nickname that myself, Isaiah Saldivar, Vlad Savchuk, Mike Signorelli, that we called ourselves in our phone group chat, you know, like, you, when you create a group chat on your phone, you can name the group. Well, Isaiah joked around and named it Demon Slayer Group. And it just kind of, it kind of stood, but it wasn't anything that we intentionally have done um, to call ourselves that. We jokingly use it as a term of endearment amongst us. And then it just kind of one day we said it joking around on the air saying, hey, you know, we call ourselves a demon slayer when we joke around and, and talk amongst each other. And I guess the, the supporters kind of liked it. And then it just kind of caught, caught wildfire. And next thing I know, you know, um, well, now it's all over the world. But that's initially, initially how it started. It was just a term of endearment amongst us as a, as a joke between us. Didn't think it would catch on, but... I guess God had other intentions for it because this generation has identified with it because we didn't know that there actually is an anime movement out there called Demon Slayers with four people and actually leading people into the demonic. So I think God had it in mind. We don't mind, but that's initially how it started in. Amen. We're okay with it. If if everyone else is okay with it, we're we're okay with it as well. So that's kind of like where it started. Before we get into our subject about the secrets to generational curses, I just I gotta get to know you a little bit more. Thousands of people. When I say thousand, I'm talking about it, almost to the millions people all over the world have known you because of a movie that came out. Yet, when did you know you started to have a successful? online ministry and presence that you said, wait a minute, something is going on here. Well, let me just first start off by saying this. 
I didn't intentionally start out as a pastor in deliverance. I used to preach against deliverance. As a matter of fact, individuals such as myself, the Demon Slayers, and other online uh, digital, as we would call them, digital uh, ministers, um, I would preach against the against them and have Bible studies against it, you know, but in a, in a crucial moment of desperation as a pastor, you know, um, when I started pastoring the church, we didn't have internet. So I've been pastoring about 20 years. Um, when, when the cell phone and, um, the internet became readily available to the average person, you know, I saw the spiritual climate of our church shift. And I began to see men in our church become addicted to pornography because it was no longer something that you had to go to a like a porn shop to get. Now pornography was coming to you directly. So what happened was in the midst of all of that, um, as a pastor, I didn't know how to get them free. And so one day in, in pure desperation, I said, Lord, I don't know what else to do. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I gave, I gave them Bible study, held them accountable. Lord, what do I do to help these men get free and just get people free? I heard deliverance, and I told God no. I said no. Now, I'm telling God, who called me to the ministry, no about how he wanted me to minister to his people. So I said, Lord, I don't believe in that. And the Lord, and I just felt to just, okay, God, I'm going to try this deliverance stuff because nothing else is working. And boy, was I in for a surprise. When I just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this deliverance thing. I don't believe in it. So I started off doing deliverance, not believing in deliverance. I said, Lord, I'm going to do this people started getting set free. Why? Because his word will work when you work it. But when I begin to realize, okay, I think I'm on to something here as far as this, this message of deliverance going out was when we started having people come from all over New York City, all over the tri-state area that I didn't even announce that I was doing deliverance in our church, word spread by word of mouth from my congregants. And then invitations started coming from all over the world for me, uh, maybe about eight years ago, online in the early days of, you know, social media platforms to start traveling all over the world, Europe, um, the Caribbean, Africa, to bring this message of, yes, a Christian can have a demon, not just spiritual warfare, a Christian can have a demon and needs uh, the ministry of deliverance to cast it out. That's when I began to say, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do as secondary to preaching the gospel, you know, deliverance is not the centralized message, the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection is. I said, if this is what you want me to do, travel the world and be a teacher of deliverance, then I'm here, Lord. That's when I began. So when I started finding myself in Europe, in Amsterdam, in Holland, in Africa, in Nigeria, in the deserts of Nigeria, teaching deliverance, then I began to say, okay, Lord, I think you might be not just uh, having me understand deliverance, but you're calling me uh, to the ministry of deliverance. And that's when I went on a long quest of consecrating myself, learning everything that I could about this, because I began to understand um, that something was coming and God needed uh, various individuals to steer this movement to make sure it remains doctrinally sound, but also had the bold personality because I'm from the Bronx, I can fight against the spirit of religion that tries to stifle it. So, well, here we are. Now we're in a movie and the movie for me has been surreal. Um, it's I'm still kind of awakening to the idea of 
we're in the middle of what is called the voice of deliverance. In the 1940s, we had the voice of healing. Then you had the voice of evangelism. You had the voice of, you know, crusades, Billy Graham, large crusades and stadiums. I believe right now we are in the middle of the voice of deliverance, which is leading to the greatest revival that the world and America has ever seen. Why? Because deliverance precedes revival. You got to get delivered before they enter into revival. So, yeah, that's the long story of how I'm actually got into this ministry of deliverance. I mean, I can sit here and talk to you literally for hours. I have a lot of questions. I got 15 minutes left on this interview and I'm kicking myself. I'm gonna have to do another show with you because there's so much to cover. There's so much to unpack. And people listen, the church is in trouble. Not all of the church, but the body of Christ is hurting in areas that is needed, that is necessary. And if we don't understand the time and the season that is moving right now, you may miss God. Here, there's a lot of different trends going on in the church. So many different obstacles, so many different changes. Yet God never changes. God has never changed. He will not change his mind about you. He's crazy about you. He's crazy enough not to leave you where you are. That's why deliverance is so important. That's why, you know, understanding generational curses is so vital because if you don't unlock the mystery behind what cursed you, it may be holding you back from walking into the anointing, the calling, the will of God for your life. Man, I'm going to skip the question that I, I was going to ask you right now. And let's get into it because you have written a brand new book, The Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold in the Bloodline. I'm going to put a link on the screen right now. Go and get this book right now. Get it for yourself. Get one for your friend. Get one for your Bible study. Why? You have to understand what you're up against. What? fights are you dealing with that you may not understand and for those that who are not familiar pastor with the term generational curse can you can you give us a breakdown can you help us understand what this means a generational curse or rather a curse is a warranted verdict given by the courtroom of heaven against a person a household or a place that committed a transgression against God's law. It's not the demon, but rather it is a verdict uh, by the courtroom concerning a various transgression um, that warrants that level of consequence. That's all it is. You find it all throughout the New Testament. So that's all it is. It's a judgment, judgment given by the courtroom of heaven. What are some keys, some signs that in people that we can look for to know if they have generational curses in their family, or maybe they're tying, you know, they tie their life into a generational curse that they may not understand. Well, it's found in three aspects. Um, let me just first say this. Everything is not a generational curse and everything is not a demon. I think that, I think your viewers can take a breather with that one, but there are moments when it is a demon and when it is a generational curse. Now there are three ways. There are two ways that you need to bypass or go through before you get to the curse. Number one, is this a flesh issue? Are you, if what you're dealing with, is it a flesh? And if it's resolved by crucifying the flesh, then it's not a curse. But if the problem persists after you crucify it, then the secondary response to that would be then it's a demon. After you receive deliverance from the demon, 
and the problem still continues to persist, then you're dealing with a generational curse. That's how you know whether it's a generational curse or it's something else. If it can't be crucified with the flesh and it still persists, then you have a demonic issue. If, if you go through a deliverance session and it's still there, now you're dealing with a bloodline issue that needs to be resolved uh, in different means because now you're dealing with a generational curse. What's the difference between a deliverance and an exorcism, for example? A deliverance session is total dependence on the Holy Spirit to reveal the root of a problem and the strategy to solve it. An exorcism is dependent upon the incantations and the liturgy of previous uh, spiritual figures using their prayers um, as some sort of formula to remove malevolent entities that are there. So it's more dependency upon a ritual and an incantation to remove demonic powers as opposed to the Christian or the deliverance minister fully trusting the word of God and the person of the Holy Spirit to actually remove a demon. Listen, you're, if you just tune in or if you're listening right now, and you're watching all over America right now. This program is syndicated through the PTL network. And people in Los Angeles are watching right now. People in Miami, Philadelphia, New York City, all the major cities in America. You're tuning in and you're watching listen, and listening to the author of the brand new book, The Secrets to Generational Curses, Alexander Pagani. I hope I'm saying the last name right. But listen, people, you need to understand. We all do that there are things in our lives that are holding us from fulfilling the victory that God has given us. And sometimes it's in the simple forms of anger. Ooh, where does that anger come from? Or anxiety. Oh, man. Oh, my family has been dealing with anxiety. Oh, every generation deals. Pastor, you deal in your book about common generational curses such as poverty, rage, violence, perversion, low self-esteem worth. Can you talk about some of those common generational curses that we're dealing with in our society right now? Well, I think one of the ones that we're dealing with will probably be fatherlessness. I think fatherlessness um, is probably the biggest uh, generational curse uh, that we see prevalent in in, well, in America. Why? Because the book of Malachi actually says um, that I'm going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons and in the hearts of the sons to the father. The next verse says, lest I strike the earth with a curse. All right. Now, every sin and every transgression doesn't produce a generational curse, but there are some that actually do. Let me give you an example because you mentioned one, anger. Anger doesn't produce a generational curse, but wrath does. This is why the Bible says, wrath worketh not the righteousness of God. Now, let me show you how this works. They, um, you and I have a U.S. Constitution, and we have laws that protect um, um, citizens from violators. This is why we have robbery in the first degree, robbery in the second degree, robbery in the third degree. And then you got like anything under the third degree, you got misdemeanor or maybe just a violation and you pay a fine. The same thing is with the courtroom of heaven. Even though the book of First John says all unrighteousness is sin, the verse that preceded it or the verse that's before it uh, says this, not all sin leads unto death. 
Then it says, there are some sins that lead unto death, and then there are others that do not lead unto death. All unrighteousness is sin, but there is a sin that doesn't lead to death. What do I mean by this? Let me give you an example. Um, having an argument with my wife, and the rapture happens at the church. Trust me, me and my wife will be arguing ourselves up to heaven. Why? Because an argument with my wife doesn't produce a generational curse. But if I commit adultery on my wife... And the rapture happens. Now, now, now we might have a problem here. And if I die in that condition or even um, commit the act, now the sin of adultery can produce a generational curse. How do we know that? Because it did in David's life. That's what my book is talking about. There are various degrees of, of, of violation, sin, transgression, iniquity, and abomination. The first two don't produce a generational curse, but once you start getting into iniquity and uh, getting into an abomination uh, and transgression, now you're talking about uh, acts that can potentially produce a generational curse. Let me give you an example. Abortion will always produce a generational curse. Why? Because it's an abomination to God's eyes. And I can keep going on and on and on. There are various degrees. And this is what I think the believer uh, needs to get set free from. So if you're watching me and you're saying, it's impossible. A Christian can't have a generational curse. Well, we got a problem, Houston. Um, why? So then why does a spirit-filled believer still die? Why do we attend funerals? The answer is simple. If you tell me because of sin, who sin? Adam sin. So then what's going on here? Christ on the cross broke the power of sin, not the presence of sin. His work on the cross broke the power of the curse, not the presence of curses. Why? Because a time will come in his imminent return that the, both the presence of sin and curse will get eradicated. Until then, the believer is not only being cleansed from sin and forgiven of sin, daily sins, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, but the text says... Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the curse that empowers the sin. Man, you got me preaching, Mondo. We're going to have to do a part two to this. You got me preaching. I'm going to leave it there. Come <laughs> they on, need to baby. Go. You got to do it. You're from the Bronx, baby. You got to do it. <laughs> Listen, get ready to pray for us. And while he's getting ready, I want you to order the book right now. Listen to what the book says in the back. Break the chains of a generation curses and transform your family's legacy. You have to. It starts with you and it can end with you. But listen, God has called you. If you're watching this program, you're listening to this program, wherever you may be, wherever you find yourself, as long as you have breath, the Bible says that there's still hope. Don't wait till you're six feet on the ground. Don't wait till you're dead. It's going to be too late to realize it. God has given you and I an opportunity right now to unlock the mysteries, the love, the compassion, the deliverance in our lives to live a victorious life. You want victory in your family? You want victory for your children? You're looking for victory in all the wrong places. You're calling people to read you the cards. You're going to Santeria. You're getting to the cleansing. You're trying to find a solution. I want you to know the solution is right before your eyes. Don't miss it. I want you to get this book for someone that you know. 
someone that is dealing and struggling with anger and, and dealing with depression, and, and they may not understand the consequences of it. There's a key. It's called the gospel. The key, the kingdom of heaven has sent a son to deliver us. And guess what? Having the tools to do it can change the trajectory of your life. I want you to get this book today, The Secrets to Generational Curses. Order several. It's going to change your life. I want you to listen to this prayer. It's going to begin the transformation for your life. Pastor, take this moment, take the authority, pray for us. For those of you that are watching, the best way for God to begin to show you that you might potentially would have a generational curse is not through investigation, because then you're looking for a demon under every rock, and I'm sure you'll find one somewhere. But it's through revelation. Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father. I'm going to pray that if you're open to it, those of you that are watching, I want you to repeat this prayer. And you're going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what is potentially holding you back. Even if right now you don't even think you have one. Well, if you don't think you have one, then you have nothing to lose. But I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I realize that freedom is my portion. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to reveal to me if I am in need of deliverance from a generational curse. Lord, show it to me, even if I don't want to see it and set me free right now in Jesus' name. Now, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, you're the deliverer, and Holy Spirit, you're the revealer. Reveal it to them now in Jesus' mighty name. And I come against every demon that's trying to blind them through religion, trying to stop their ears through a curse from listening to this prayer or even understanding it. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Release them now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I humbly ask that you set the captives free in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The book is titled The Secrets to Generational Curses. Order it today. That prayer was for you. We love you. But we want you to know that Christ died on the cross for you. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants you to take his will. And understand that he has given you and left you with a heritage that no one, not even the devil himself, can take away from you. But you have to confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that he died on the cross and he was raised after three days. He had to go and contend for you and I. You and I have a heritage that comes from heaven. But we have to understand that the Bible is our guide. The directions that were given through this book are for now. God has given you the key to unlock the mysteries of his love, the mysteries of hope, the mysteries of forgiveness, the mystery of understanding that what he did when he sent his only begotten son to die for you was to forgive you of all the iniquities, of all the sin, but yet to also give you the strength to fight against the generational curses that 
have been left behind, yet you can stop it. Remember this scripture, that no weapon formed against you, oh, I love this, is going to prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Listen, God has given you something to stand on. I have to go. I want to thank my special guest today, the author of The Secrets to Generational Curses. Order it today. But remember this, that no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.